Welcome to our podcast. This is your host, Maya Mayers. Josie Driscoll. Isabella Chavez. And we're here to discuss coming of age in relation to religion, in, specifically in the book Angela's Ashes and Our Lives. This is Maya Mayers. I have a brother who is 20 years old, a sister who is 23, and we live in a small town called Pleasantville, New York, which is within Westchester County. I go to Pleasantville High School, and I'm a senior and plan on graduating in June. I'm very interactive and volunteer in my community and just love the town. I grew up on a street called West Cora Avenue and was very close with all my neighbors. Everyone called me the Pied Piper because I was the oldest one and I had a bunch of little kids in the community that looked up to me. I've played sports in our town since I was in kindergarten, which included lacrosse, basketball, ASO soccer, volleyball, which actually was coached by Josie's mom. Um, and lacrosse. And lacrosse was coached by Josie's mom, too. And basketball. <laughs> Everyone's just Everything. so closely knit in this yeah, community, you know? Absolutely. This is Josie Driscoll here. I am also the youngest of three uh, children. I have two older brothers. One of them is the same age as Maya's brother, and the other one is almost 22. He is also an all-star football and lacrosse player in Pleasantville. Yep, plays football in college at Union. Yeah. Um, I also live in Pleasantville, New York, and I am also a senior at Pleasantville High School. A woman uh, in STEM over here. Yes, I am planning on majoring in computer science in college. Child genius. Thank you very much. Um, I have also been playing sports in our community since kindergarten. Um, I played lacrosse, basketball, and volleyball, all coached by my mom, and also soccer. And My dad coached soccer. Oh, yeah. Um, soccer and ice hockey. This is Isabel Chavez. I'm a senior at Pleasantville High School. I volunteer my free time. I'm an assistant catechist, and I have been since eighth grade. I also am a part of the youth group, and we had the opportunity to go to Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, my mom was actually one of the people that she was the nursing that came with us. Oh, my God. What did you do on, on the mission trip? Um, we volunteered at clothing drives, and we folded and organized clothing for the thrift shop and then we also worked with kids which I personally loved. We met these less unfortunate kids at this camp that we went to and we entertained them for the day and then returned them and walked them home at night. Um, We played games and we fed them and it was really entertaining and we created a bond with them that was really special. The memoir, Angela's Ashes, is about the McCourt family, who the father is from Limerick, a town in North Ireland, where the men have a strong desire to drink, and it creates a strong divide in the family because uh, Malachi Sr., the father, is an alcoholic who is always craving for pints, as the Irish say. He drinks all of all of the family's money away so that they don't have money for food. 
and they are always moving around trying to find money and a job, but he can never hold a job for longer than a few weeks. Angela waits for Malachi Sr. to come home on Friday. What is it, payday? Yeah, Friday is payday. Um, she knows that if he doesn't come home by six, six, he spent the entire wage on alcohol and didn't come back any money for the family. Right, yeah. Jersey? Yep, and he stayed at the pubs till they closed. And, and then he, when he comes home, he makes the kids chant that they're going to die for Ireland and wakes them up from their sleep just because he's drunk and wants to fight for the Irish. Mm-hmm. Angela's never happy with that one, though. Yeah. Okay. The McCords traveled to each where each grandparent lived, but they didn't receive much. They kept asking for way too much, and they couldn't support them. Angela's family didn't ha- didn't like Malachi Sr. The family was in so much need for food and a place to live and warmth, but they were asking so much from the grandparents to provide for multiple kids and the parents. And meanwhile, they don't really get along with Mr. Malachi as he is from the North, and there is that big divide, especially when it comes to Angela's family. After leaving America, Frank is a year behind in the Irish education. He goes to Catholic school where there is a very drastic change. The teachers are very strict and have a very stern way of teaching where if you do one thing wrong, your hands are going to get hit. If your handwriting's bad, your knuckles are going to get hit. And actually, we had a teacher last year, our U.S. teacher. She went to Catholic school and she told us so many stories about the way we were behaving would never fly in Catholic school. In school, Frank and his classmates begin preparing for their first communion by practicing their confessions for the priest. Frank was hanging out with his friend Mikey Malloy. Mikey was telling him an Irish tale that was a bit inappropriate, and after telling this story, Mikey tells Frank that it's a sin to listen to inappropriate stories. After the communion, the McCourts had a special family lunch cooked by the grandma. She was very proud of the nice meal that she had cooked, but Frank got sick from it and threw up outside. Frank's grandma thought this was a sin and forced him to go to confession, but once Frank was in confession, the priest was like, go tell your grandma this is not a sin and pour some water on it. But Frank's grandma, being mortified about it, made him go back and ask, holy water or regular water? The priest then was like, tell your grandma. To stop by. And he was like, this isn't a sin. Go home, pour water on it, and clean it up. Being the innocent kid that Frank is, he decides to clear his conscience by confessing to the priest. But the priest tells him that it's not a sin, and he doesn't have to worry about that. This also kind of adds to Frank's innocence because this is not actually a sin, but his guilty conscience and Mike t- Mikey telling him it is a sin is making him want to go to confession and confess for this sin. The grandmother forcing Frank to go to confession caused him to miss out on the collection, which is the main reason that the kids are excited to get confirmed because... They go around and celebrate and get money and gifts for their confirmation, which would have helped the McCourt family with their financial issues. 
Angela McQuirt was very angry at her mother because the collection is one of the biggest parts of the communion and she was so proud of Frank and wanted to see him in his suit walk through the collection and the money was going to make a really big impact on their family but also just make Frank feel good about himself and she was really disappointed in her mother that she made him go to confession when it was really unneeded. Now for a commercial from Geico. Tara, did you know Geico is now offering an extra 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies? Wow, okay. That's 15% on top of what Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Adina Menzel to sing your own theme song? Tara, Tara, look at her go with a fresh cup of joe. Getting down to work early. Following her dreams into taxidermy. Uh, it, it's tax attorney. I read that wrong, oh yeah! Geico, save an extra 15% when you switch by October 7th. Me and Isabella are similar to the McCourt family in that we were raised Christian and had to attend CCD for a few years. Um, we got confirmed and had communion and baptism. Yeah. We had to learn like all the Ten Commandments, all the commandments a bunch of the saints. saints. We had to pick a saint for our confirmation. And we had to, like, write about them and, and oh, research them, Oh, yeah, we them, actually right? had to do a full yeah. research and what it means so that we didn't pick, like, a silly name and yeah. without any meaning. And we had to do community service for confirmation. And... For confirmation, I actually had a volunteer, and that's when I started to be an assistant catechist. Um, I did that since eighth grade, and I've gone from variety of teachers to one teacher that actually wanted me for three years in a row so I was lucky enough to do that with her and that's how I began after that I started doing youth group to get more volunteer and get more invested in it so then I got the chance to go to Nashville as I talked before and it was a great experience to be in that environment I actually grew up in a family where my mom was Catholic. She went to an all-girls Catholic high school, and my dad was Jewish, and he grew up in Westchester County also. So I was raised Jewish. I went to Hebrew school two days a week, which was two hours. I even went on Sunday mornings, which sucked. And I have to say, in that part, like religion was forced upon me by my parents. But they said, if you want to have a bar mitzvah and you want to have that party, you have to go to Hebrew school. So obviously Maya I did that. A party animal she is. Obviously. <laughs> and so there I had to learn a whole new language. I had to learn Hebrew, which in a way I can relate to Frank having to learn Latin and even memorize the catechist because I had to memorize many prayers and practice for months beforehand for my bat mitzvah. Um, I had to go to tutoring two days a week and learn so many prayers, which was the hardest part of it, I had to say. But in the end, it all was worth it. Um, amazing job at your bat mitzvah. Oh, thanks. Yes, that was in seventh grade. I had my bat mitzvah, so kind of sim- not somewhat close to Frank in age. Yeah, a little older. Yeah, a little older. But the idea of the bat mitzvah is you're going into Jewish adulthood, which is similar to confirmation, right? Yeah, which he goes through later in the book, which yeah. we'll discuss. And then one of the questions that we wanted to talk about was how much religion, how much impact does religion have on you? And I have to say, I haven't really carried it on after my bat mitzvah, but we celebrate the main holidays as a family. And I still remember a lot of it and have some meaning to it, but I can't say I'm like very religious. 
And then another question we had, which I already answered, was do you think your parents forced the practice of religion onto you? And I think in a way, yes. But then once I had my bat mitzvah, my parents kind of said, this is your choice. Like, do what you want. We celebrate as a family, but I'm not going to force you to do anything after that. And then I have to say it was kind of a good experience having, like, practicing religion at a young age. Malachi says he's hungry and wants bread from the Holy Communion. His dad tells him that it's the Holy Communion in the body of our Lord and that we will understand when he's older. Um, He tells him to ask his brothers and family if if he has any more questions because he disregards his son. Due to his age, Malachi is starving and due to his economic problems, he enjoys the taste of bread of the Holy Communion. Um, He asks for more from his dad, but he says that that's not allowed because it's Holy Communion. The difference in... You see the difference in meaning of religion between the parents and the kids. Malachi Sr. is extremely stubborn, and him and his wife don't teach the meaning or the importance of religion to the kids because when they're curious and ask questions, the parents don't want to answer, so they expect that the kids will understand it on their own and realize the importance of their faith. Which leads to the lack of um, Malachi understanding the importance of communion. I kind of feel for Malachi in this way because he is so innocent and he's starving that he doesn't realize like the meaning of the communion and he's asking his dad these questions and he's just not answering them which leaves him to like his thoughts. And yeah and he just keeps thinking of more questions because he doesn't have any answers yeah and this is all really just due to his innocence process yeah Yeah. and in a way like we always ask our parents questions and then they don't answer and it gets frustrating it's so frustrating because you just want to know something yeah yeah irish dance is a big part of the mccourt's heritage so angela mccourt and frank mccourt forced frank to take irish dance classes but He is embarrassed when other boys make fun of him for going. So he goes against his parents' wishes and uses the money to go see a movie and use it, the money on, like, enjoyment type of things. And this is the first time Frank really, like, rebels against his family. And since they all have so many hardships with money, this is very surprising. Also, in a way, this has to do with Frank's innocence because he's kind of peer pressured to fit into social norms by his friends. And... This little lie snowballed into even more bigger lies that he was using money that he should have been taking to dance and then his dance teacher figured out he wasn't going and he was lying to his parents about dances he learned. So all of it kind of made a lot of family issues. They also wanted him to take the dance lessons because there was another kid in his class who was really good at dancing and he was able to make a lot of money off of it that he helped support his family with. And the McCourts wanted Frank to be able to do this because they thought he was as talented as the other kid or could be as talented as him. I can kind of relate to Frank and how his parents forced him to take dance classes because my parents made me do Girl Scouts when I was younger because it would look good for college. But I really hated it and all my friends played sports and it would... I played sports too, but it would interfere with Girl Scouts sometimes and I would have to miss practice and my friends didn't really like that and neither did I, but my parents forced me to do it. And they'd be like, 
Life. I was really embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. At a young age, my parents always wanted me to get involved in sports and try something new to figure out what I like to do. I was put into hip hop at Breaking Ground for one year, and I didn't feel like I it was my place, and I didn't like it. So I told my parents, and they were very understanding. And I switched out of it, and I dropped it. Um, unlike Maliki's situation my parents were very understanding and his was not similar to frank my parents forced me at a young age to start doing dance well not really forced but they put me into it as an activity and my sister my older sister did dance for her whole life so they just thought i would like it and i have to say like at the time from what i remember i did like it but once i go older i'd rather play sports and so i stopped doing dance and my parents luckily were very understanding but they always wanted me to have some sort of dance still in my life but that only lasted so long have you guys ever told a lie to your parents that you kind of feel guilty about uh yeah sometimes uh my parent my mom will give me lunch money and I don't buy lunch with it and I just keep it but I feel uh, like it's fine I feel like most kids are kind of guilty of doing that too bad (laughs) one thing I did recently that I felt guilty about is that when for Christmas, I asked my parents for money, so I asked my mom to forward me money to my account, and then I went to my dad telling him that I needed money to buy my mom a gift, just so I have more money in my bank account. That's genius. To conclude our podcast, we've seen several instances where Frank has grown up and really understanded his life including his communion confession through his Irish dance stuff and he's honestly realized that a lot has been forced upon him by his parents including his dad saying like you need to die for Ireland and that stuff and he starts really questioning it as he as he grows older in the book yeah and he finally like gains confidence to be like this isn't normal like yeah I don't really know what you guys put into my head but like now I'm mature enough to know that I can make my own opinions like like I'm my own person I can make my own opinions and all that right Malachi still has this sense of innocence but I think after he sees Frank really start questioning and like becoming in his own person he'll be able to follow in his footsteps and look up to Frank as his role model instead of his dad and They both can kind of, like, make their own path of life now and not have stuff forced upon them. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We are excited to continue Angel's Ashes and see the growth of Frank and McCourt children and the way they rebel and determine the outcome of the rest of their lives. I am confident that Frank will be able to continue to speak out against his parents and that the rest of his siblings will follow along in his footsteps and be able to branch out from their parents and not be controlled by them their whole lives. It will also be interesting to see how the parents respond to the growth of the children and see if they kind of get in trouble and get mad at them or if Frank and Malachi just continue to like determine their own lives. Due to children's age, they understand that they must die for Ireland and that they must follow the religion of Irish heritage. They are still trying to understand their religion and what it means to them. All they understand is that it's something very important to their parents and they need to continue learning it for them.